family. Welcome to the Jewels of Journalism podcast. I am your host, the main man with the game plan, the ratchet revolutionary, the short sultan of sarcasm, Mr. Dot Sincere King himself. And I thank you so much for tuning in and giving me your ear for a brief moment to vent and discuss with you with the events and issues of the day. All right, before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I just want to give a few shout outs, a couple quick hits. Uh, first, Cardi B, if you didn't watch the Grammys the other night, you don't know that she made history by being the first female solo artist to win album of the year. I'm not really a uh, Cardi. I don't listen to her music, but I definitely love who she is as a person. She kind of remains herself, regular degular, as she would say. And that's cool with me, man. So shout out with the Cardi B for being the first female solo artist to win album of the year. Uh, secondly, Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they are balling out in the OKC. Uh, the first teammates in NBA history to post triple doubles while both uh, players scored at least 20 points. They are balling in Oklahoma City. Uh, I was not one who thought that this um, tandem would work. But these guys have proven me wrong so much so that Paul George spurned my L.A. Lakers uh, during the free agency and re-signed with OKC. So they must be doing pretty good uh personally also over in uh, OKC so shout out to those guys and Paul George man this dude keep playing the way he playing we got to start talking about MVP considerations for this dude man he is really really balling so and Russ Westbrook what is this this is a 10th uh triple double in a row that which is also another uh historic mark so th- these guys are uh, balling they doing anything out there shout out to him um uh, congratulations is in order for Dr. Omar Johnson who finally, after years of heartache, uh, catching all kinds of flack, as well as being very well supported, uh, which is evident by the fact that his school is fully funded by the people, um, no corporate sponsorship or funding or anything of that nature. He's finally secured a location for his Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy for Boys He made the announcement not too long ago. The location is in Wilmington, Delaware. So big shout out to Dr. Umar Johnson. I wish you nothing but the best, brother. Keep your head up. Keep pushing and uh, make sure the uh, school spins out some great men. Uh, Last but not least, before I get out of here uh, for this intro, I want to know, what do you guys think about the Floyd Mayweather TMZ clip? If you didn't see it, Floyd Mayweather is obviously not a supporter of the Gucci um, boycott. Uh, TMZ called him outside, asked him about it. He said he, he's not a follower. He do what the F he want to do, wherever the F he wants to wear. As he proceeded to walk into the Gucci store, store excuse me, and drop 40 bands. So obviously he's not, um, you know, supporting. Uh, he, he's not uh, repping for the culture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in reference to boycotting Gucci. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about Floyd Mayweather? I'm um, not kind of siding with us on that and going and about and doing his own thing. I kind of am not 100% mad with him, to tell you the truth, but I'm not going to tell you why. I want to hear what you guys have to say, and if I get enough people who say, uh, who have some type of input on that, then I'll, I'll let you guys know why I'm not necessarily 100% upset with his, uh, with his decision, or surprised by it, to say the least. So, hit me up. On my social media platforms, Facebook, IG, and Twitter, all at Dropping Jewels, D-R-O-P-P-E-N-J-E-W-E-L-Z, at Dropping Jewels, D-R-O-P-P-E-N-J-E-W-E-L-Z, Facebook, IG, and Twitter. My Twitter remains dry. 
It's probably because I'm not over there doing much. I do most of my posting and all of that on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you follow me. I appreciate it. Now let's really start to get into this thing. One time for the one time. Happy Black History Month. If you don't know, Black History Month began as Negro History Week back in 1926, initiated by Carter G. Woodson. 50 years later, in 1976, a great year, President Gerald Ford would officially recognize the entire month of February as Black History Month, and every president since has done the same. Did you even know that? Did you know that? Every month, the I mean, every president has to actually officially observe uh, February as Black History Month. That's true. Every year they have to do that. I just learned that. Anyway, uh, what's the use of Black History Month? What are we doing? What what type of game are we playing? Are, are we going to continue to play? Are we just going to continue to let Februaries come and go and only teach our kids about Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, about the first female, black female astronaut, about Malcolm X, very small portions of Malcolm X, and then call it a month. Is that what we're going to do? Because now it's almost to the point where it is up to the parent to teach their children about Black History Month because they barely talk about it in schools. So you can't rely on that. Right. And then when we talk about it, what do we talk about? We only talk about our history here in America. And while that history is significant and it should be celebrated, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be our struggles, our fight, our perseverance and successes. Those things are held in high regard and esteem as they should be. However, comma, we can't just give praise to the pretty and easy part of our history. MLK having a dream, Jesse Jackson keeping hope alive. We have to also teach and learn about the ugliness that is a part of that history as well. Starting first, what we need to do first is acknowledge that we have a history that predates August of 1619. And we need to bring that to the conversation as well. We, not, we may not be able to be as detailed as the documents only began once we became property. That's the only time that uh, our history was, was documented. It was after we were someone's property. But before we were torn from the shores of West, West Africa, what we need to be informing our children and anyone else who should be aware is that we were kings and we were queens and we were regal, royal, independent, united, civil, but most of all, free. Now, listen, just our presence here is proof that we are descendants of slaves. And we need to vocalize and express unabashedly that we are on soil that is not our own, being governed by laws that were not written by us or for our benefit, under a flag that flew while our ancestors were still receiving lashes on their already disfigured backs. We can't allow Black History Month to be narrated by those who have no skin in the game, pun intended. Because those same people 
who don't want who who don't want a whitewash even though or who do want a whitewash even the watered down version of black history to the point of replacing slavery with indentured servitude you look at some of these history books that they're printing now and they're calling it indentured servitude i heard an actual politician on the tv the other day refer to it as indentured servitude it's disrespectful call it what it is slash was which is slavery don't forget alabama mississippi and arkansas celebrate confederacy on the same day as mlk day and include the birthday of confederate general robert e lee on the same day so we can't allow anyone else to tell us our story or to tell us our history our story has to be told to us by the elders who've done the work researched and not just accepted what's given but reaches down into the muddy earth and digs up the bones of those long gone and cry through the stories of their sacrifices and smile through the stories of their successes we shouldn't need a designated month gifted to us by the very hands guilty of atrocities unspeakable in our past and present era but out of the love respect reverence and necessity of knowing and teaching who we are we shouldn't need a month because we should be living it learning it and teaching it 365 days a year i remember once watching morgan freeman uh, in an interview on 60 Minutes, and he stated that he found Black History Month to be ridiculous. I almost lost my mind. And while the remainder of that interview still doesn't sit fully agreeably with me, I can understand why one may find the relegation of the entire history of a people to be limited to the shortest month on the Gregorian calendar. That, in fact, is ridiculous. Blackface. Let's deal with it. First, let me bring you in just in case you're not familiar with Virginia Governor Ralph Northam. Uh, it's been a very rough week for Virginia politics um, as uh, Governor Northam is is in. Uh, he's been accused of some dastardly deeds, and we're going to deal with that in a minute. But also, um, his lieutenant governor, uh, Mr. Fairfax, I can't remember his first name has also been accused uh, by um, some women who he went to school with at Duke University um, and who said that during his time there, he sexually assaulted and raped them. Uh, he's been asked to step down and he says he will not. Um, the district attorney of Virginia, after seeing the pressure that was being applied to these two gentlemen, probably more towards the governor than the lieutenant governor, outed himself and said that he too attended a party in uh, college in which he was in blackface, but only because it was a Halloween party and he came as his favorite musical artist, which was Curtis Bow at the time, who, if you don't know, is an old school rapper that is, of course, black. Now, back to Governor Ralph Northam. He's been under fire for a picture that arose out of his college yearbook in which he is in blackface and dressed ridiculously with a hat that seems to be perched on top of an Afro wig. Now, before I begin to ask the hard questions, let me school you as to the history of blackface and what it is. 
Um, blackface is synonymous with menstrual shows. And according to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, blackface was born by poor whites whose socioeconomic status was in their eyes oppressive in comparison and outside of the white norm. Menstrual shows began in the 1800s, 1830 to be exact, in New York by white performers who would blacken their face and wear tattered clothing which imitated and mimicked enslaved Africans on southern plantations. The performances characterized blacks as lazy, ignorant, superstitious, hypersexual, and prone to thievery and cowardice, all stereotypes that still stand till this day. Blackface and the menstrual shows where they were displayed on have always been a point of contention and distaste solely towards members of the black community. Sadly, menstrual shows actually endured for over 100 years as the menstrual shows had been shown and or, or performed as late as 1978. So the history of what blackface is and what it stands for cannot be dismissed as just some folly committed by a soon-to-be governor who was young and still standing in his innocence. Uh, even more appalling than that is, according to a poll that I uh, saw when I was um, watching the news, actually I was watching Face the Nation, um, it said that 58% of the blacks in Virginia do not think he should resign. I don't know how true those numbers are, but if it was 29% that said he should not resign, that would be disgraceful in my eyes, much less 58%. And to any of you 58% who believe that the governor should not resign, uh, listen to this, dummies. Not only was your governor seen in blackface in that photo, but after initially apologizing for being in blackface, he denied it was even him in the photo. Now he's back to apologizing for it while telling you he will not resign. Look, let, let's say he was still in that photo, but he wasn't in blackface. What I have yet to hear somebody say is he was still standing next to someone who was dressed in the KKK guard. Nobody's even mentioned that. Would that make it any better? Anyway, you look at this photo, he is wrong for being in it, blackface or not. Now, on top of this, we have Gucci, Prada, Montclair, Katy Perry shoes. That's just the ones that I found out real quick that I've seen all have some garment that depicts blackface on them. This can be excused. This can't be excused or apologized away. We can't continue to be that easy to appease. We've never garnered the proper respect as a community but what has always been respected is our spending power. Now is the time to say no. No, we will not spend our dollars with you. Gucci isn't cool because of Gucci. It's cool because rappers say it's cool. Because ballplayers say it's cool. Because entertainers say it's cool. And the majority of those saying it are people of color. Imagine if those same people started saying that black-owned clothing brands were cool, took pictures with their garments on, Imagine if those same people started saying black-owned restaurants, investment companies, nonprofits, and so on were cool. If we did that as a community, the next thing that we'll be putting a blackface on is the eviction notice these companies would get as a result of exercise group economics. Listen, in closing, black people have to understand this. Even with the boycotting, no matter how much we do, 
to fight racism, understand that racism is systematic. And it's a system that we're going to wake up smack in the middle of every morning. So boycott cannot be our only weapon of choice. We have to build another system in the system. We have to unify in thought and in deed. We have to understand from the gate that there will be some one-offs of us who will not be down with the cause. Harriet Tubman said, I saved a thousand slaves and I could have saved a thousand more if they knew they were slaves. I believe it was Bobby Seale who said, we are not outnumbered, we're out-organized. Once we get organized, we won't need to boycott because we'll be operating under a power never seen before on this planet. Think about that. One time for the one time. It's the jewel of the day. My favorite segment. Um, I ask that y'all just kind of hear me out on this. You can call it what you want. Categorize it however you choose. But just hear me. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from. My clip full of bumblebees. Get your face stung. And for the revolution, I might take one. But there's still no solution. Who going to make one? It's hard to think when you hardly sleep. Ain't got the energy for beef when you hardly eat. We all fighting for scraps, homie. Guard your teeth. No half-stepping when we trekking through the hardest streets. Wish I was here to hear Martin speak. A conduit for change. I spit fluid conduit the same. I'm sincere and I don't do it for fame. It's for the culture. But we killed it and left it out for the vultures. I lost art. This is me putting up posters. While I'm posted, sipping up on this posture. My elevator waiting on y'all to team up so we can live what our mothers and fathers dreamed up. Let's throw a wrench in the game, mess the machine up, and get the system to listen, not just to mean us. We riding like the tribal types who expect more than to just know what survival's like. And we staring at our rivals like, there's been a great angst going back to loincloths and face paint. I'm moving forward for those who was treated horrid from being hung up and pictured to being choked and recorded. And I ain't tripping, just on the mission to be well for the Michael Browns and the brother like Ezel for my own seeds that know their history well. Not the school version that's leaving out the details that history's fake. They don't tell us we great, that we came from kings and queens that left us the states, that we were snatched up and brought to the states, putting chains and endure pain that left us in the hell of a state. And when we ask for what's ours, they tell us to wait. And when we say we love ourselves, they tell us we hate. I'm here and tell them, forget the debate. Let's get it in, son. I'm treating knowledge like currency. Get your income. Get your knowledge of self coins and then some. You ain't got to become a king. You've been one. One time for the one time, man. Peace.